If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hey, beautiful human. Welcome back to another episode of In the Details with yours truly, Karen Allen. I'm really happy that you're back for another episode. These conversations just keep happening. And every time, I mean, my heart is exploding with joy because as you've heard, I'm talking to some incredible humans and my guest today is no different. Brittany Driscoll is right now doing amazing things, revolutionizing the way I'm going to enjoy a massage. That's for sure. She's the co-founder and CEO of Squeeze and actually formerly with Dry Bar, who I understand, Brittany, they also are behind Squeeze. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, The people I used to work for are now my business partners, which is pretty cool. That's incredible. You know, I see some of my friends who are um, living in the fullness of their profession and their career. And I sometimes wonder, who were you as a kid? Like, what did you do? Like, what was in your character or in the way that you played or interacted with your friends that is still where you are today and has possibly even led to this success? And I think it's a it's an interesting place to go in your mind. Uh, but maybe you can paint that picture for us. Like, who were you? How, who was little Brittany? And did you see some of this, I don't know, entrepreneurial spirit and this this boss lady in you as a child? Um, that is a fun question and certainly, uh, you know, an interesting one to think about. I, uh, yeah, I think my parents would tell you that I was always a boss on some <laughs> level, bossing around my brother and, you know, probably even telling them what to do to a degree. But, you know, it's interesting when you look back on your life and you can kind of start to connect the dots. I think the biggest thing from my childhood that I can point to now is just this kind of innate sense of, I can do it, you know, like it just this optimism and this belief that if you put your mind to something, anything is possible. And probably the best example of that for me was I was a competitive swimmer growing up and was pretty, pretty good for, you know, a, a short little girl. <laughs> I should say I'm only five, four now, but um, you know, my high school didn't have a swim team. And so I had to make a decision very early on if I was going to pursue competition or, you know, stay in relationship with friends and in my community. And I chose to go to high school um, with my friends. And so I had to figure out a new sport. And I picked up a basketball for the first time at 14 years old and was terrible, but, you know, really felt like I could put my mind to it and figure it out. And, you know, I was never the best on the team, but I ultimately made it to captain because I, you know, found my role, which was to inspire the team. I saw what everyone else was fantastic at and encouraged them along the way. So I think I kind of have always had that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, that vision and the encourager in me, which I really believe is like the biggest um, value that a leader can have in just seeing other people's strengths and, and cheering it on. You know, I remember a friend of mine from high school and he was a comedian. And I remember he made the the jump from being a comedian to being the CEO of like this mega marketing company. And I asked him, like, how did you do that? And he talked very similarly about the leadership skills or his desire to um, help people to get to an end result, whether it was that they were laughing and they walked away having a good time or he was helping them to meet their you know annual goals. And we do have these skills and these gifts and these talents that can be leveraged 
approached, whether it's from different seasons in life or also different careers. And so I know that before Squeeze, you were with Drybar, but where did your career really start? Where did you think you were going, or, or I should say, where did you first take your dive into, I don't know if it was corporate America or was it straight into entrepreneurship? I definitely wasn't straight into entrepreneurship, actually. I don't think that I ever thought I would be running my own company, Same which is here. another, Same you know, here. yeah, interesting <laughs> transition in and of itself. Uh, I started my career in marketing and advertising. I studied communications, which I always joke is the major that you choose when you don't know what you want to do. You just know you don't want to take any more math classes. <laughs> you are talking to me right now. <laughs> Um, but you know, I jumped into marketing because it was, I, I was actually was an experiential marketing to start. And I worked with great brands who were creating really memorable moments and experiences and engaging with people. And, you know, I really saw the power of the opportunity that brands can have in people's lives. I got the chance to work with Disney, Hilton, Coca-Cola, uh, Barbie and Hot Wheels were two personal favorites of mine, just That's because fun. who doesn't love living in like <laughs> imagination land all day long. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, you know, it was an, it was a wonderful experience to learn, you know, really how to move a brand forward and how to truly make um, an impact in, you know, big campaigns and decisions and ultimately human behavior. Um, and I, I will point back to when I was working for Hot Wheels, we created this campaign called Hot Wheels for Real. Most people don't know, but the toy cars are scaled or designed to scale. So you can literally build them for real. And we did. And we created this whole content series working with the world's best race car drivers from Mario Andretti to Danica Patrick to all the stunt car drivers that do Fast and Furious and you know all the car commercials that you see. And we not only created content online, but we also created massive live stunts and events, everything from building a hundred foot door in the middle of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, replicating a wall track down it, sending an 800 horsepower truck, broke a world record for the longest jump for a four-wheeled vehicle. We subverted the X Games the next year, built a double loop, sent cars through it. But my point in telling that, and it was amazing. I mean, it was such a fun time, but my point in just mentioning that was, you know, that experience really taught me that when you have a big vision and the right people dedicated to that vision, all in the right roles, a hundred percent committed, anything is possible. I mean, you think about Mattel as a toy company choosing to create death-defying, life-threatening stunts on a massive global scale, you know, it's a really big deal. And so, you know, that was kind of, I think, interestingly, the bridge between my corporate quote unquote career to going to dry bar, which, you know, certainly was um, still somewhat corporate, but uh, a little bit more entrepreneurial and just realizing that you could do anything and, and really anything is possible. Oh my gosh. What a great nugget of wisdom. That's so true. And there's a lot of conversation nowadays um, and rightfully so that we should be encouraging people to bring their whole self to work. And sometimes they think of it in just the context of, you know, um, uh, maybe where you live and how that's influenced you or what your, your spousal situation is. If you have kids, if you're a parent, you know, if not like just bringing your, your whole self, but I also think of it like bringing the different gifts that you have. And when you allow mm-hmm. people to really live fully in their genius zone and not just ticking off the responsibilities that are listed under their job description, that is how you really get 
the whole self. That's how you get people who are not afraid to embrace, you know, creativity at, at cost of some risk. Um, and, yeah. but it's because you allow them to explore the different gifts that they have. And ultimately what happens, it sounds like what that experience was like and how you saw it coming together was everyone really was tapped into their superpower. Do you know what your superpower is? What would you say is your professional superpower? That's interesting. Well, I actually always say mindset is your superpower. And I believe that for all of us. Um, and and I think that, I think that that actually is mine both personally and professionally. I mean, I, I just, I believe very strongly in people. I believe that, um, you know, our biggest limitation is ourselves and, uh, you know, and to your point, I really do believe that people deserve to be celebrated. So there's kind of always this constant focus on how people can be their best. Um, and I think it was, you know, really at that project in particular too, you know, I mean, I sat in like all the risk management meetings and coordinated with the stunt team. I really worked with all different types of personalities. And it was like, we can do this guys. Like keep, let's keep marching forward. Let's keep all choosing our individual roles and specialties to, you know, get to our common goal. So, um, yeah. And I love what you said too, just about, about celebrating people. I couldn't agree with you more. So much of our focus at squeeze is, on people. I I always like to say that we're in the people industry, not the service industry. At the end of the day, all we're doing is selling people's time. Um, And I encourage myself and our management team to really focus first and foremost on valuing our team for who they are as individuals, like truly seeing them as human beings, to your point, who are living life and the ups and downs of all of it before we're valuing and recognizing their contribution to the company. We, of course, are doing that, but I just feel like when you can connect with people on a human level, first and foremost, it's so much more powerful one for yourself. You're able to truly have, you know, fulfillment and human connection. It's what we all desire and need, but also then you're, you're connected on a deeper level and achieving professional goals as well. Exactly. Right now, you know, I'm in the space where we talk a lot about how can you be human at work? And I think it's a combination of a couple things. I think it's growth mindset. It's also wellness because you need your people to feel healthy and thriving. And it's also yeah. that connection to, to purpose because when we realize, and, and as you just mentioned, we all feel this thing that connects us, <laughs> you know, we can't really deny it. Um, but it's about seeing how we connect to that ecosystem, if you will, and what our contributions are. And I think it's, it doesn't go without challenge, right? I mean, we want to fulfill our, our, our biggest dreams. We want to live a meaningful life. We want to do all of these things. But as you mentioned, the mindset can be your greatest superpower to get you there, but it can also keep you stuck and it can keep you in a place that is limiting, um, by your fears and, and by the unknown. And I know being a business owner that it doesn't just happen in corporate America. It happens on this side too. I think sometimes there's this, you know, false notion of, Oh, if I am an entrepreneur, if I do run a business then I'm going to feel so free from all of that. no, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. That's for you, sure. You won't. Do you have any, I would say maybe tips or suggestions, you know, anything that is in your toolbox that helps you or has helped you even overcome some of those internal challenges and, and how have you done that? How have you been able to really keep that mindset? Because we know we're human. We all battle with it. It's just, we yeah. learn how to manage it. 
Yeah, you're, I mean, a hundred percent right. And also speaking my language, because one of the things that I do always like to try and encourage my team and other entrepreneurs that I'm speaking with, you know, women in particular who are wanting to take that leap. And I'm always like, let me just tell you, if you're looking for more balance (laughs) in your life, this is not the way to go. Let's talk Um, first. Let's talk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but there definitely were a lot of things that I chose early on in my squeeze journey. Cause again, it was my first true entrepreneurial leap, if you will, to create healthier habits in my life, to show up as the best version of myself, particularly we're in the wellness industry. I really wanted to be, you know, authentic in that way. I also had actually suffered a very terrible back injury at dry bar prior to starting squeeze, ironically, um, you know, a, a massage company, but really what it taught me was, you know, I had just gotten to kind of that, that burnout zone and I hadn't been focusing on my health and my own self-care. So a lot of the things that I do now, um, are really, you know, centered around a morning routine, just because I find that that's an easier time of the day to control. It's before kind of like the chaos starts, if you will. And, you know, everyone's needing something. And, um, and at the end of the day, I'm just personally kind of exhausted. So it's harder for me to get a workout in or things like that. So there's a couple things that I, that I do. Um, I do try and get a workout in at least, you know, three to five times a week is ideal for me. I prefer being outside because I find that like breathing in fresh air, getting sunshine, listening to birds chirp. Like there is a groundingness to that, that really does set the tone for my day. Um, I have picked up meditation, uh, which I, I, never did intentionally before starting squeeze. But what I have found is that it really just helps calm, keep myself calm during like very intense moments of challenge or disagreement or whatever it is. There's just, it's hard to describe to your point earlier of like this thing that we all feel, but I really have found that it it is centering in a way uh, that I, I didn't probably give it credit for, uh, you know, for many years. (laughs) And then the last thing is I write in a gratitude journal and I physically write, I take a pen to paper, which I feel like none of us do anymore. And I write five things that I am grateful for from the last 24 hours. And I feel like it's important one to write things down physically, not just to think them and two to Uh, have recency and the decision and, and things that you are writing down because I, you know, there's, and there's science, you know, to show it as well. It's like, it changes the way that it just changes the way that your brain approaches the day. You start to actually look for the good. Mm -hmm. And you also recognize every single day that even for a very difficult day, there, there was still a lot of beauty in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and little things are big things. That's actually one of our values at squeeze. And I think that writing in a gratitude journal every day has, has really cemented that in my mind in a very, you know, deep, wonderful way. It, it has been life-changing. Absolutely. I mean, now you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, good thing. I'm so Clearly we're, we're besties because, <laughs> yes. but, but it was when I started to, I mean, this is my world, positive psychology, neuroplasticity, growth mindset, the things that are so small. And in our world over here, this team says small hinges, move big doors because mm. it, it's those little things that compound over that. time, the way you start your day, getting movement to your body. We don't even know. We really don't understand. We're starting to get there. Science is helping us to understand, but we don't fully comprehend 
how impactful these little habits are until your life begins to show the evidence of it. And I was the same way with meditation. I just, you know, I said this in another episode where I was like, I thought meditation meant you're not supposed to think. And I was like, whoop, I'm failing at that because it's just, it's not working. It's not working for me. But to your point, it became this preventative measure. And by doing it on a regular basis, when I found myself in the heat of a moment, honestly, whether it was personal or professional, I found that equanimity. I found that inner smoothness that helped me to stay grounded so that I could be very clear on what would be the next best step. Maybe not perfect, but like, what is a good next step to this? Where we left off, Brittany and I were talking about how we build in these habits that help us to just you know, show up as our best and to make good decisions and to respond to life in the moment with this inner smoothness, if you will, because if you ever found yourself, I don't know about you, Brittany, but I have certainly found myself so consumed with emotion that after the fact, I'm like, oh, I didn't really mean that, or I shouldn't have done that. And I'm we've all been there. Right. Right. And I'm trying to have less of those moments. And honestly, learning how to be fully present in life gives me the response time to, to think clearly. And I had this life-changing moment when it was a year after so many things had happened. I'd lost my husband. I had lost my car. I had lost my house. And the last thing was losing my job. And I'm sitting in the car and I'm bawling. And I'm just like, what do I do from here? So as you can imagine, completely consumed by emotion, not thinking clearly, not sure which way to go. But I grounded myself and it was almost like I could see two paths and I could see, all right, if I take this one path, it's going to lead to, you know, and that was just get another job, get another corporate job, get the benefits. But I felt like it it wasn't right for me. And so Mm. then the new path started to form and it was like, well, if you are an entrepreneur and I didn't even know, I quite literally did not know what that was going to look like. I'm like, I don't know what kind of business I'm going to start. I don't know what this looks like. But what, what came to me was I really wanted to create a lifestyle that would give me the freedom and flexibility to put my son first. You know, I'm a single Mm -hmm. mom. I have to make sure that I I was there for him. And I remember going through this process of trying to figure out, is this a good move for me? And we all try to do that to the best of our ability because we're trying to limit risk, right? We're trying Mm -hmm. to imagine all of the different outcomes. Sometimes we get stuck in those worst case scenarios, but if you are practicing to train your brain and if you are adopting some growth mindset skills, then you start to find these alternate paths. And while we'll never know exactly how it's going to end up, I realized that for me, it was more about trusting myself to make a good decision and then stepping out on faith. So it was this combination of, I know I'm going to have to build, but I'm also going to have to believe. And you took a leap as well. When you left dry bar and said, okay, I'm going to start this thing. We're going to go into squeeze. We're going to try this out. What was your internal process like of trying to figure out, is this the right move for me? You know, do, do I want to go here? Because I think a lot of people have great ideas, but they kind of get stuck and I don't have it all figured out to know if it's worth, you know, taking that jump. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, I am so inspired by everything that you just said and what clarity you had amongst devastating chaos. I mean, I commend you. That's um, really, I I can't say that it's clarity, but I just kind of fell into very clumsy, (laughs) clumsy. Well, it was, it was, I'm going (laughs) to give you more credit than you're giving yourself. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned response time, and I want to speak on that quickly because, um, you know, my journey is an interesting one that I think a lot of, I hope a lot of people, you know, have the the opportunity to also experience. So I was at Drybar for four years, um, helped, you know, grow the company to over 100 million. I built the team. It was so fun. I mean, it was an amazing ride, Dr- dream job, you know. But I have always had to, you know, our conversation around growth mindset, I have always had the itch to just continue to challenge myself. And I have this personal value of chasing to chase discomfort. And um, I, don't get me wrong, I don't like being uncomfortable, but what <laughs> I realize it does for me is it it betters me and it betters those around me, right? I mean, what I feel like we're best as humans when we're connected, we're growing, and therefore we're fulfilled. So I had just gotten the itch of like, you know, I'm ready to, to take all the learnings that I've gathered and move on to something else. I actually, to your experience also had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew that there was something. So I actually went to the dry bar founders and also my boss, who was the CEO at the time and just said, Hey, I think it's time. Like I'm ready. And I honestly don't know what I want to do. I want to give you enough time to transition and find someone I'll help through that process. I'm not going to leave you hanging, but I'm just letting you know that like, I'm, I, I'm not serving you best anymore and I'm not serving myself best. So like, I gotta, I gotta jump. Wow. First and- of all, what a hard conversation that must've been just to, maybe not hard, but like that takes a lot to be able to say to someone, Hey, I'm just saying this isn't working for me. And I don't even have all the answers, but I just know that I need to make a move. I I hope more people can do that because it's also a, you know, it's servicing the company. If you're not happy where you are anymore, if you're not being fulfilled, if you're thinking about like, what else can I be doing? I mean, you're no longer a hundred percent present at your job. It's not helping them either. Exactly. And, you know, and I think thankfully I had a great boss and, you know, Ali and Michael, who are the founders of Drybar, who are now my business partners, always, as we said at the top, you know, were amazingly supportive. I recognize not everyone is, but I think that there are plenty of people out there who want to champion people and who also recognize that like, if you're ready to move on, you're ready to move on, which means that at some point you have to fill the gap. So what was cool about my experience was when I went to Michael in particular, Squeeze is actually Michael's brainchild. He was a frustrated massage goer, felt like there was so much opportunity to make the whole experience better. Uh, but obviously never had the the bandwidth to get it off the ground growing dry bar. And so when I went to him, uh, you know, I, uh, he said, is there anything that you would personally want to do? Because I would love to, you know, help you achieve that. And I was like, you know what? There's not like, I have no idea. I just, <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Like I, you know, I think I want to just go find the next dry bar and take a lot of learnings and do it all over again. But like do it in a new space, whatever it is, be challenged differently. And he was like, well, remember this massage idea that we've always had, like, you know, if that was of interest to you, like we should talk more. And I actually took an obviously like a, an amazing, very humbling, cool once in a lifetime moment. You know, I'm very, very so, so grateful. And I tell them all the time, you know, how, how just incredibly thankful I am for this opportunity. But I actually took three months before saying yes. Because what I recognized was I had this amazing relationship with these people who I loved. And the last thing I wanted to do was jump into something that was big and scary. And I wasn't actually pursuing to begin with. Yeah. And then, you know, two to three months into it, 
be like, never mind, peace out. This is really hard. I'm going to go take a bigger, you know, paycheck down the line. So I took three months. I explored a lot of other opportunities. I talked to many different companies and, you know, thought about kind of what, what my life could look like if I didn't pursue this other path. And at the same time, I told Michael and Ali, I said, I'll start to build out the model. I'll start to think about how we could position the brand, which didn't even have a name at the time. Um, you know, and really think about if this is something that gets me excited. And ultimately, obviously we know how the story, the story ends, <laughs> but the thing that got me the most excited after researching the space was, you know, demand for massage is ever growing now more than ever. People need, you know, consistent routine self-care that is helping the mind, body, and soul, which I believe, you know, massage does. But I realized and recognized that there was a real opportunity to create a place for, for people to love to come to work every day. As I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, like people are a product at Squeeze. All we're doing is selling our massage therapist time, yeah. you know, and I always like to say, I mean, massage therapists are just incredible people. They go to school to help and heal people. I mean, they yes. are just beautiful spirits yes. amongst this earth that we are all fortunate to be, be around. But, I, you know, I felt like there wasn't, great examples of celebrating them specifically in the way that I felt like we had the opportunity to. So, you know, obviously there's so much great things that squeeze has developed on the consumer and the guest side, which are revolutionary to your point are game changing in the space and experience. But a lot of that goes to actually benefiting the therapist as well. And our team and wanting to ensure their happiness first, because I really believe that, you know, happy employees make happy guests, which makes happy owners. We are a franchise concept. So we will have, you know, individual owners who are putting their livelihoods on the line, getting the opportunity to create something for themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, none of that works if the foundation is unhappy and broken. And so that was what got me the most excited. I personally love people. I have a passion for people. As we talked about earlier, it's like, you know, I want people to thrive and succeed and feel loved and valued and cherished and, you know, recognized for, for everything that they do. And so in any case, that was kind of my big moment of like, I think I want to do this because I think we can change a lot of people's lives for the better on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. I mean, I love how you said you gave yourself time to really see if this resonated with you because anybody could say yes to an opportunity that's just thrown at them and, and, Oh, I'll figure it out later. But it seemed as though you kind of came to this like space of awareness in your own life and knew that it wasn't just about saying yes to something, which also can come from any personalities that are people pleasing, right? Like, Oh, why would I turn this down? Or shouldn't I? And, and I mean, I am guilty of that saying yes to things that I actually don't want to say yes to. And so you paused in that moment. There is so much power in a pause to really check in and whether you're thinking about a change in your career or just moving homes or anything. I mean, if you can take that pause and really think through and let it almost, it sounds like you put yourself in that space mentally, you know, you visualized what this could be in order to sense if it felt right. And there is so much to unpack there. Gosh, we're going to have to do another episode, Brittany. But but Yes, please. I've loved this conversation. So so I I noticed that you all use hashtag 
feel good revolution. And I agree. Mm -hmm. Listen, I love a good massage. It is not just about, you know, oh, this this is nice for my body. This is a self-care thing. Like this really is about wellness, you know, inside and out. Massages help to reduce stress. It improves your circulation and your energy and so much. I remember I didn't go to a massage for like years. I mean, Mm -hmm. years is I was shoot, you know, bootstrapping this, this, uh, enterprise, if you will. So there were a lot of things that I sacrificed and sometime last year, I think it was, I went to get a massage and I remember her name was Mary and she was so sweet. You're right. Mm-hmm. These massage therapists have a special place in Incredible. this world. And I remember she was like getting the kinks out of my shoulders. And so now we have a couple of years of folic acid built up, right? And so <laughs> as she's like working through it, I remember just sending her loving energy and, and saying, mm-hmm. you know, thank you so much for her hands. Thank you that she wanted to be a massage therapist. Thank you that she's paying attention to my body. And I just was like sending all of these thoughts her way because it really is more than just this, you know, self-care, um, woo woo kind of thing where you're like, Oh, massage is a nice to have. No, it is really, really, really good for you. And so I wonder if you could just unpack and maybe describe the vision for squeeze. And because I saw that hashtag feel good revolution, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this feels like it is so much more than just a massage experience. So can you tell us a little more about that? Yes, actually. So that's one of our core values, which we call the feels for obvious reasons. Um, but the quote that actually inspired that was my Angelo's people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. And, you know, again, it kind of came down to, okay, massage in and of itself is a beautiful thing. It is a gift that we are delivering on a daily basis. You know, I always remind our team the hour to hour and a half that a guest chooses to spend with us is the best hour to hour and a half of their day. What a great opportunity and a great responsibility at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I just wanted to instill this larger sense of how we can impact people. I believe every opportunity we have is you know, a chance to, to leave someone for the better. And so it really came down to this idea of my big vision for squeeze is that we're transforming communities for good. And we're for sure going to do that through massage, human touch, the benefits, everything you just described, make our guests better teachers, better mothers, better neighbors, all of, all of the things that they, you know, people show up for in their day. But the flip side, I wanted you know, I wanted it to feel like you're walking into someone's home when you enter, you know, they're greeting you warmly. Um, you know, they're recognizing you again, as a human being, like our team has the power to make decisions. If they know a guest is going through a really hard time to, you know, gift them a little something special, or, you know, just go out of their way to, again, connect on a very deep, real level. Um, And we do that also on the employee side, like really making sure that the team feels connected. So the feel good revolution is really just our way of of hopefully um, bettering people's and and improving their lives, but also transforming communities for good. You know, just this idea of like, let's kind of get back to the basics and what we all really desire, which is human connection, feeling seen, appreciated and valued. Thank you for explaining that. I think this is what I also hope for the show. You know, we talk about the journey of our guests, but we also get a glimpse, a glimpse of behind the scenes and the intention behind uh, whether it's a, a book that someone's putting out or a business that you've started or, you know, massages. Like, I mean, to hear the intention behind 
what we are putting into this world makes it even that much more special. And while I'm sure what, when I go to squeeze, especially when I have to go to Nashville, cause I have an event mm-hmm. there in a couple of months, I saw you guys have yes. a location there, yes. uh, but when I get there, I know that I would walk in and I would feel these things, but yeah. it is something to really hear. What do we stand for from the CEO? I mean, you mm-hmm. all are hearing from, from Brittany. She is the one who is at the at the top of what's cascading down through, you know, the brick and mortar store, the massage, and, and then even the guests as they leave. And now, as you just mentioned, that could be the highlight of their day. And because they experienced something amazing. They experienced something that was, that was nourishing for their body and their mind, the rest of their day, they're going to show up differently. And all of that starts from a girl who is a captain on a basketball team (laughs) who knew that she wanted to pour into other people. And I really hope that you take a moment that you pause. I have to remind myself to do this too. And notice the ripple effect that you are making through this feel good movement. You are doing wonderful things. And I'm just so excited to be able to highlight your story and all the good things you all are going to do together. Ah, thank you, Karen. This has been beautiful. I feel very blessed and touched by this whole conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're going to leave with this last question. If you could just finish this sentence, my version of success is helping others. Yeah, that feels right. I feel like it's got to be that simple, you know, so I love that. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcasts.